So what do you do when you damage a customer's vehicle, whether it's small or big? What do you do next and how do you prevent it from happening again? That's what we'll cover in this episode coming up. And we're in for a great episode today. We're going to talk about what do you do when you damage a customer's vehicle and how do you go about it? And I'll give you personal stories of what we've done in terms of the quote unquote damage we have induced to the customer's vehicle and what we did and what we could have done to prevent it and all that good jazz. So I get a few questions on this, not many, but I do get asked like, what do you do if you damage the vehicle? And I can see that it comes from a very, uh, like a, a state of mind of fear and, you know, not having the proper confidence in yourself or your skills to get the job done. So we'll cover that in this episode. Hopefully you take away some good golden nuggets. So before we get started, though, remember tomorrow, January 15th, I'll be uh, opening up enrollments into detailing as a business, my premium online course that helps you start and grow your detailing business. So if you're interested in learning how to develop, develop your sales, your pricing, your services, your packages, how to sell your services, customer service, um, you know, marketing on Instagram, uh, basics of financing, all that good jazz of the business side of things, not detailing. I don't teach anything detailing. I don't teach you how to clean a tire or how to clean windows. I just teach you the business side of things. Then that's going to open up from tomorrow, January 15th until I believe Monday. Anyhow, let's go ahead and dive into the podcast episode right here. So I'll go ahead and just start off with a few examples. Actually, not, not a few. These are all the examples that I could think of when we've damaged, quote unquote, damaged a customer's vehicle that I can remember. Because to be honest, it's not many. And when I say damage, I like I, I use the word damage very lightly here. Um so I I'll just go into the first one and you'll see why I use it very lightly. It's not it's not like a real like I dropped the polisher on the hood or anything. So uh first one um it, that I have written down here is uh breaking off the vent tabs. And it's crazy because Let's say, you know, for the, like, this is, this is the first, like, quote unquote incident that I've had. And let's say I detailed at least a hundred cars, but like by then, by, by, by this customer where I, where I, where I broke the, the vent tabs, I had already detailed, let's say, I'm just making up a number, but let's say a hundred customers, right? And this very weekend, back to back, I break a vent tab on a BMW something, something, something M3. And then the very next day, I break another vent tab off of a Jeep Cherokee or, yeah, Jeep Cherokee, I believe. Like literally Saturday, the BMW or Friday, the BMW, Saturday, the Jeep. And like a hundred cars before then, I never did anything. Nothing ever happened. And then this one weekend, back to back, when I'm cleaning the interior and I'm brushing the vent tab, it breaks. So funny how, like, I don't know, that's just an odd coincidence that why out of the past 100 customers, nothing happened. And then two back-to-back, I break the vents. So to be clear, so the vents are, are like where you adjust the vent, like, you know, up, down, side to side. That's what I had broken off. Now, I say broken off, but, like, it just came apart. All you have to do is get those pieces and put it back to together. So on one of the vent tabs on the Jeep, I believe, um, I called my cousin out. Because I, I saw that some of the pieces went inside the, the vent and you have to like uh, you have to t- take apart, not take apart, but you have to open up like the whole ele- like the whole electronic panel, um, like where the controls are, where the radio is at. And you, you'd have to open that to get to the backside. So 
I called him. I paid him like fifteen dollars because he was actually close by, which really helped. But he literally just opened it up. He got the tabs and put it back together, closed it, and done deal. And when I was done with the cut, like I didn't tell the customer I had broken it. I just called my like my cousin. He came over. He fixed it. And once I was done with the detail, I just let the customer know, hey, by the way, I had um broke. I had. I forgot what I said, but I basically said I had broken one of the tabs off. No worries, though. We put it back together. It's working fine. So I, I did notify the customer, but I notified them after I was done because, it you know, they didn't need to know, like, you know, the very second that it happened because I was going to fix it. You know, I noticed that it, like, it wasn't, like, permanently broken. It just came off for a little bit. I, needed, I just needed to put it back together. So that was no worries. With the, um, with the BMW, it was already loose. Like, the, the BMW wasn't in, like, pristine shape in terms of, everything like there was there was like you know there was some wheel chips here the hood was was a little dented there the interior you know some some of the like let's say some plastic was kind of chipped here and there or like there was some scratch so it wasn't like in pristine condition to start off with and that does help because like if you see that if you do let's say you like pull the handle too hard and it breaks the handle but like the rest of the interior is also like so like in a weak state well, to be fair, like, you know, there's going to be, like, a balance between how much you're at fault. Like, if you just, like, open it up very lightly and it's still broke and there's a lot of things around the interior that are broken, well, you can't put yourself so much to, you know, you can't hold yourself too much to the fire because, like, there's so many other things that are wrong with the interior that, like, you have to be super, 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 super careful. And it just, I'll, I'll get to that later. But anyhow, it was already loose. I broke off the tab and all I did... Right, because I like this time I I saw that it broke, so I I wasn't gonna be able to fix it. All I did was I told the customer. The customer was fine, and the customer was fine with it because he also knew that the interior was in not pristine condition. Like there was, you know, like I said, like like I said, all those small things. So he was like, "Yeah, I know the interior is not that great. Like, I understand." But what I offered is I offered to pay for a new vent tab to be shipped to his house. That's it. That's literally all I did. He was okay with that. There was no hard feelings. There was no like, you know, negative emotion towards what we did. I still finished it via the, it was a wash and wax and a basic interior cleaning. Still finished that, still paid me, still tipped. Nothing changed. I just said, hey, I'll, I'll order you a new one. And I believe it was like 12 bucks. And that's literally it. I literally just ordered him, shipped straight to his location. And that was it. Um, moving on. And so those, okay, so those, those were like probably one of my, not probably one of those were like my first quote unquote I damaged something from the customer, but I, that's why I said like I, I use the word damage very lightly because that's not like you know I didn't drop a polisher on the hood, I didn't rip apart a leather seat. It, so I'm using it very very lightly here. Okay, so let me go. Let me tell you another story, and this is when uh, this is more fairly recent, actually very recent. I think like four or five months ago, uh, we were cleaning yet another BMW uh, Z Z3 Z4. And on the interior, it was like a full interior cleaning with, I believe, some odor removal. But on the driver's side seat, uh, where the seat belt retracts into the seat, there's this plastic piece or somewhere. I, I don't know. I don't remember. But anyways, the seat belt retracts into wherever it was. And there was this plastic piece that held it in place. Well, the plastic piece was already on both sides, uh, like both the driver's side and the passenger side the seats that was that plastic piece was already very loose so we were already somewhat being careful with it but this one was like i guess it was just being held by a thread at this point so like we barely 
I think it was me. I barely moved it and it came off. It chipped off. Like it, it came off the seat. And again, like I, we're, it, the best thing to do is try not to hide what you did, right? Like if you can fix it, you fix it. If you can, you know, put it back to at least where it was, you know, that's fine. But don't try to like, oh, it's broken. I can't fix it. I can't put it back to where it was, but I'm still going to try to mask it and try to do enough to where the customer won't notice. Don't do that because that's what gets you in trouble because then if the customer finds out or when the customer finds out, then the fingers are going to be pointed straight back to you. So if you could fix it, you know, no worries there, right? Like I think a lot, a lot of things on the vehicle can be easily fixed. Um, if you can get it back to just where it was, that's also fair too because if it was already broken and the customer was just already, ha- you know, you know, kind of place it in a way to just hold it up for now and then you put it back in that same state, well, that's fine too. But yeah, don't try to like, you know, fake that nothing happened. So when that happened, we tried to like put it back or whatever. We just try to look at it and we're like, I don't know, it's broken. So with that, we just admit it to the customer. So we called the customer up and we're like, hey, by the way, um, we noticed that both of these things were loose. We accidentally tugged on it a little too much and it came off. And guess what the customer said? Oh, no worries about that. I have two new sets in the trunk. I'm going to replace them anyways. Don't worry about them. That's exactly what he said. Now, is this luck on us? I mean, it could be because, you know, if the customer didn't plan on switching it out, if the customer was just more of an irate person, um, you know, that could have gone a different way. But he was already planning to change them, right? Because both of them were already loose to begin with. So it's not like, you know, they were brand new OEM, you know, everything is in pristine condition. Like Like he was already replacing a lot of things around the vehicle, both exterior and interior. So for us to, you know, quote unquote break, again, I'm using that word very lightly because it was already broken. We just like finished it off. Um, for us to break that uh, wasn't a big deal because he was like, oh, I was going to change them out anyways. Like, no worries. Don't worry about it. They're literally right there. Like they're, they're in the back. They're in the trunk right now, the, the other set. So in that regard, again, we had no troubles whatsoever because we didn't try to hide it. Um, we didn't try to lie to him. We didn't try to like do anything. We just like, hey, look, it broke. This is what we did. You know, what's the next step? Now, let's say that he had he didn't have a new set. Well, then again, just like I did with the vent tab, I would just offer to purchase whatever set that is and just send it to him, right? Like I'll, I'll just buy you a set and I'll, and I'll give it to you. That's it. Like I'll, just, I'll ship it straight to you. Super easy, super simple to do. So let's go on to the end. That that was a, a repeat customer of ours. Um, so we already had like by that time, I think we already did, performed three services across two of his vehicles so we already had a decent relationship we already like you know he already trusted us he already knew that we're not there to like you know to do shoddy work or to you know we already had a good relationship actually so he was more than um understanding that we didn't have any bad intent with what we were doing so let's go on to the third one here it's uh okay so this one's probably the more and and the most recent uh the more um damaging that we've done to a customer's vehicle and that's going to be chipping off clear coat from the front end and this was on an audi uh audi a4 or q4 which one is this is the is a compact suv looking one i think it's a a4 i think it's, i don't know it doesn't matter so with this one um we had a again so this vehicle it already had a bunch of things going wrong with it like it was Ah, I forget what year. Well, let's say like 2014 or even maybe even uh, newer. And there was tar all over the paint. 
there was like plasti dip all over the chrome rails um the paint was already chipping on in on the front end like of the of the front bumper the plastic bu- the bumper um there was rock chips on the hood uh the wheels were all curved um the fenders i think the bot i think the bottom the fenders and the bottom rocker panels had like um uh paint from the road road paint so there were like a lot of things already like and there was like specific areas where there was already like deep scratches like you could tell someone was trying to like uh, scratch something out and it just made it worse so there was already a lot of things going on with this vehicle that was already putting it in like in a bad condition now I'm, again I'm not saying this is like this uh, justifies or anything, but I'm saying like it's important to note for yourself the condition that the vehicle is in if something does happen. Whereas like if it's a brand new 2020, you know, whatever Honda Civic and you blow the clear coat off off of negligence of you having the pressure washer so close to the paint for too long, that's on you. But if it's a... 2006 car that is that clearly has been through the ringer and that's clearly is in bad condition and then you do something to that one again still following proper protocol still doing what you need to do to reduce and mitigate risk and liability and you're still following all those protocols and something happens well it's like okay like we did what we best could like i barely did whatever and something happened then it's not all on your fault because like the overall state of the condition all is not in the best state, if that makes sense, right? It's, it's not to justify that you can. It's just that you have to take note of the overall condition and kind of calculate that into your head of like, what's the next move to do, okay? Uh, because obviously, if you're going to damage like a 2021, like brand new, nothing nothing wrong with it, like, yeah, it, you're, hold, you're held way more uh, liable then to when it is a already super damaged vehicle, the customer knows it's damaged. He even tells you or she even tells you, hey, it's pretty damaged. Like, don't worry about this and that. And then you, you do like something else to it. Well, then again, like there's more grace around that. Okay. So with this one, we had used the, this is the first, this is actually our first time using the turbo nozzle on the pressure washer on the, on the paint. And when we came across the front end, there was already a chipped area on the front bumper. And when we used the turbo nozzle on the pressure washer and ran across the front end, we took off another, I want to say large portion, but again, like I'm being very light here with the word large. Like we just took another chunk out of the already chipped area on the front bumper. So with this one, we just kept on working. We finished it. You know, we did all the work we did. And then once we were done with the vehicle, we, we called the customer out and we told, we, you know, ran into through the whole vehicle and then we said, Hey, by the way, we, well, I, I, I think we said it at the very beginning. We were like, Hey, by the way, look, we, um, we chipped some of the paint. Um, what would you like to do about it? And again, it's, you know, it's, it's an accumulation of a lot of things like our customers, our reputation, um, you know, maybe it's just luck again, but the customer was like, dude, don't worry about it. It's already in bad condition. I understand we're going to get it repainted anyways. Don't worry about it. That was literally it. There was no negative energy. There was no negative, you know, connotation. There was no like bad drama. There was nothing like that. The customer literally said, dude, don't worry about it. It's already in bad condition. We're going to get it repainted. That's fine. Like there was no problem whatsoever. But now let's say, let's say that the customer was like, I can't believe you did that, you know? 
So what would we have done? You know, to be so like it was, I don't really remember. It was on the, it was like it was it was kind of covered by the license plates. But let's say the customer was like, "Oh man, this is not good. What can we do about it?" I'm like, "Uh, I don't know. What would we do about it? Could we, could we uh pay for a respray? Could we?" You know, I'm not sure. I would, I would, you know, if 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 the customer was mad or unhappy about it, I would just ask him, like, what what would you want us to do? What would make you happy? What would you know satisfy you? Obviously, he's like, can you repaint the whole vehicle? It's like, dude, no. <laughs> we did the front bumper. We didn't, you know, we didn't damage the whole vehicle. So obviously, you don't you don't want. I don't want to talk to the customer and see what they think would be right to you know make this right. And if it's fair, we'd go about it or kind of negotiate back and forth. Like, okay, what what would work out? Because then, like, what I, what I get, the question I do get, actually, from a lot of you guys is like, hey, I'm going to go work on a customer's vehicle. I don't want anything bad to happen to it. Do I need insurance? And when you ask something like that is one, it's like, there's a lot of things that go into that type of question. Meaning, first of all, you shouldn't be performing any service of any kind on any vehicle if you're not confident on your skill set, right? Like there's no reason why you should even contemplate wet sanding a vehicle if you're not confident in your wet sanding skills. There's no reason why you should do any paint correction on a vehicle if you're not confident in your paint correction skills, all right? Because if you're not confident there, you are much more likely to cause some type of damage or make some type of mistake, which will kind of have a cascading effect and cause more problems. And that will put you in a worse situation than not doing it all. So if you're not confident in your skills, if you're not certain of your skills, if you're not knowledgeable in what you're doing, there's no reason why you should be doing that service on the customer's vehicle because it's only going to lead to more problems. That's like the basics of how, like how to prevent or how to mitigate any liability or risk is don't do what you can't do. Don't overstep your boundaries of skill sets and knowledge and try to be the hero or just because you want that extra money because you need the money, you're going to go do something that you're not confident in. Well, then that's going to lead to a lot more problems. So if, if you are like, oh, well, I'm super nervous on, you know, correcting a customer's car because I've never really done it. Well, then don't do it. Like, it's just don't do it. Stay within the boundaries that you know you can. So like if you're not confident in pay correction, wet sanding, headlight restoration, engine cleanings, okay, a wash, a wash and wax and interior cleanings. If you're, you know, like stay within the boundaries of your skill set and knowledge. It's as, it's as basic as that. That in itself is already going to re- remove or at least reduce a lot of risk and liability to you. Now, the second part is, do I need insurance to it? So this is like a real touchy subject because it, it re- so it really depends on like where, who you know, the type of person that you are, where you are in your business. Because like for me, when someone that's brand new to detailing that has no customers, no revenue, little to no experience, you know, um, not like not fully confident in their skills, then I would not recommend you go get insurance because you have nothing that's at that you don't you don't really have much liability or risk because you have no customers or a business, right? Like, what's the point of getting insurance when there's nothing to insure because you're not doing anything? Right, like, oh, I need insurance just in case something happens to a customer's vehicle. You have no customers. So what's going to happen, you know? So with me, like, again, with me and how I would advise people is go make your first, like, $5,000 
and then worry about insurance. Go make your first $1,000 and then worry about insurance. But, you know, you're going to go get, if you're mobile, if whatever you are, like how much insurance do you want? Do you want general liability? You want, you know, commercial auto insurance? You're going to want what? Like uh, uh, if you're going to bring someone on, you want, you want workers come. Like you want all these things before you have any customers whatsoever. So you're, you're paying a premium of anywhere between $100 to $300 a month in insurance alone when you have little to no customers, little to no revenue, little to no experience, and you already want to pay, you know, dish out money for insurance, to me, it doesn't really make sense because you don't have any customers. You don't have much activity going on. Now, if you have a lot of customers, if you actually have a business, you're making money, then yes, it makes total sense to get insurance at that point. But even then, and it's not like you get insurance and then you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess I could do anything now. That's not how it works. You have to before it gets to insurance, you have to have your SLP, your SLPs, which is standard operating procedures. You have to have your SLPs in place to eliminate or at a minimum greatly reduce the liability and risk before so that way it never has to get to insurance. Meaning if you don't have insurance, should you leave? Um, if you don't have insurance, should you leave uh, the polisher? And let's say you're mobile. And should you leave the polishers on the ground all over the driveway while you're working? The answer is no. Why? Well, a customer can run over it with their car. They can trip over it. Uh, a kid can like pull the cable and you know spark something, whatever the case may be, but that is a liability, right? Okay, so let's say you have insurance now. Let's say you have the proper insurance. Since you have insurance, should you or can you leave the polishers on the ground now? while you're working on a driveway doing pain correction. Now, because you have insurance, is it okay? No, it's not. It's not okay just because you have insurance. Nothing changes because you have insurance in terms of what you do to mitigate liability and risk. If you believe that there is a chance that something might happen to the customer's vehicle, insurance or not, it is good practice to not do it. The only thing insurance is there for is if it actually does happen, but you want to create a big enough gap to where it never actually does happen. So insurance is there for the maybes, but you have to do so many other things before that even becomes an option for you to do. So is insurance good? Yes. Do you need it? It depends where you are. Is it the end all be all? Absolutely not. It really depends on a lot of things on, on and you know where you are, the specifics of your situation. So if you, if you come to me and you're like, hey, do I need insurance right now? I'm like, well, it depends on a bunch of things. It really does depend on a lot of things. Now, last thing I'll probably cover here is just because the customer asks for something doesn't mean you have to say yes. Um, so let's say, um, well, like let's 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 look at the um, BMW Z4 that we broke off that plastic piece on the seat. The customer had asked us, "Hey, by the way, if you guys can, can you install the new plastic pieces?" Now, you know, we gave it a quick little one-minute look at, right? We're like, oh, let's see, like, how, how would you do this, right? Because oftentimes, like, if it's super simple, as in, like, one or two clicks, okay, that's that's pretty simple, pretty easy, no biggie, right? Now, after, so we looked at it, and we were like, ooh, this seems like you actually need a tool of some sort. So within a minute, we were like, no, we can't do it. And that was it, and the customer was like, okay, that's fine, thank you. I just wanted to ask, no biggie. And that was it. If they ask you to do something that, you're not entirely sure of that. You're like, ooh, I don't really know if I could do this or you might be able to but might not. It's better just to say no, 
right? Just because they ask you and you want to be the hero and you're the one that they're paying, it doesn't mean you have to say yes. So if they're like, you know, hey, can you look at these deep scratches or my car was keyed, can you remove these? You don't have to feel pressured and be like, oh, well, I'm the detailer, you know, I'm the professional, I'm supposed to be able to do this. So you say yes and you ruin the vehicle even more. No, just because they ask doesn't mean they ha- you have to say yes. Being professional means some, some means saying no when you can or can't based on your on your on your confidence. And that's fine. Like we've plenty of times said no to a service or to a request and you know, that's our professionalism to what we deem is, you know, either good or bad or you know, we assess the risk or we just, you know, basically don't do what they're requesting. And we just say no, and nothing changes. They understand. They, you know, it's better that you tell them, you you tell them what you want to do, right? If you want to do, if you want to tell them no, you tell them no, and you say why and uh, why that is, and you know, they'll respect it. It's not like they're gonna like, you know, oh, what, uh, you know, you're here on the job, you're supposed to do this and do that, and I'm not, I'm never hiring you again, and I'm gonna leave you a better view. That's not how it works. They want to know that the person that they're with is, you know, responsible, that they're uh, confident whether it is to say yes or no to whatever job is being requested. So I think I'll wrap it up right here. You know, to be honest, I, I, you know, we haven't really damaged a customer's vehicle, right? That's why I use the word damage very, very, very lightly with us. We've never driven the vehicle and backed it up to a wall. Um, I've never dropped a polish or anything. I've never created a deep scratch. I never burnt through clear coat. I, you know, those stories I don't have for you. Um, again, in your business from day one, you have to look at things on how do I mitigate or, or reduce my risk and liability to the best that I can. So I attribute that to that type of mentality as well. Um, and hopefully, you know, in the next six years, I also have nothing back to report to you because that would be, that would mean we're doing, um, that would, that would mean we're doing a good thing with the operation. So I'll end it right here. Again, tomorrow, January 15th, I'm opening up enrollments into my online course, Detailing as a Business. If you want more advanced specific training to start and grow your business, then this is definitely the course for you to check out. It's only open until Monday, I believe. So be on the lookout because as soon as it opens, it will be closing in a few days. I will talk to everyone on the next one. Bye-bye.